Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Let's give God worship. We honor you, Lord. We celebrate you, Lord. There's none like you, God. You are awesome and you are mighty. Hallelujah. 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 There you go. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. In Jesus' name. Pull with me today, okay? Judges chapter 6, beginning with the first verse. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Like many of us in this room, the Israelites had an on and off again relationship with God. Sometimes they were in, other times they were out. Sometimes in, sometimes what out. It's kind of a four-stage cycle. First, they would go astray. They start worshiping other gods, you know. They, 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 they start pursuing money, popularity, and wrong relationships, etc. And then they do that long enough, and God would lift his protection. And then an enemy would come in from the outside to oppress them. Then, after the oppression got bad enough, they'd finally cry out to God for help. And then on the fourth stage, God would raise up a leader, and this leader would rescue them. And we are now in Judges chapter 6, and we're going to be introduced to the fifth such leader, Gideon. It says, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Because of it, the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Here's something I know. God rarely has to strike his own people. All he has to do is simply lift his hand of protection and let those who hate us do it for him. Here's something else I know. If you insist on living without God, God will eventually accommodate you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. The Israelites were very much like the church in America today, surrounded by enemies on every side. We talk about the culture, the culture, the reality is the weakness of the church, the church, the church. If we would have done our job, we wouldn't even be here today. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens, caves, strongholds, which are in the, the mountains. This was worse than the 50s when Eisenhower encouraged, you know, Americans to build uh, uh, bomb shelters in their backyards and, and in their basements. And so it was, whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. So here is what was happening. The Israelites would do the hard work of plowing the ground, planting the seed, but like Clockwork, when, when harvest time came and the, the plants began to grow, the invaders would come to steal the harvest. You know, they take six steps forward and then be knocked eight steps back. You know, 
every time they got to the brink of success, the devil would show up and just steal it all. How many have ever been in a situation like this? Yeah. Verse 4. Then they would encamp, meaning they were entrenched, they move into strongholds, and they position themselves against the Israelites. Have you ever felt like the devil has put a tent on your front porch? Yeah. Ever felt like he's starting to park in your garage? Mm -hmm. Ever felt like might be the person sleeping next to you in your bed? Keep looking straight forward, no one will know. Talking about you. But the Midianites had set up a base of operation of intimidation that was very close and personal to everyone in the land. And they destroyed the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and would leave no sustenance for Israel. The supermarkets were empty, people's refrigerators are empty, children are hungry, the nation is in really, really, really bad shape. Verse 6. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel finally, after seven years, they finally cried out to the Lord. Do you know why God sometimes has to let us hit bottom? Because bottom is sometimes the only place we'll look up. But they were so strong and so bent on what they were doing, they wouldn't yield. And sometimes we're too strong to repent, to, to enter what we're doing, and too hardened, and we suffer longer than we have to. But for seven years, this was their pattern. This was their life. And they cried out, why? Because of the what? Midianites. Do you know there's certain people in your life that God didn't put them there, but he allowed them to be there? Because God says, you know what, only if that person pushes you hard enough will you finally start calling on that name above every name that can be named. So he'd like to be able to talk to you real gently and just woo you to come, but some of us don't listen that way. So he'll let certain people be in our lives until we cry out. How many of us are crying out to God? Not crying again, God, I'm mad at you. Why did you let this, but crying out, go, God, help me. I made a mess of things. Lord, I did evil in your sight, and I am reaping the desserts of my own behavior. Well, said, then after they cried out, the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel. Notice God released a word after they prayed. I believe I'm preaching this message today because there are people in this church that have been praying. And now God is releasing a word. And if you would take hold of this word, I tell you, the many nights you see today are going to be behind you tomorrow. Pay attention. Pay attention. This is what the prophet said to him. Thus said the Lord God of Israel. How many know in crisis you don't need pretty cliches? You don't need just church talk and church ease. You need a word from God. And when they prayed, God showed up and he spoke. And, you know, you can't really initially read this in the verses that I'm about to read, but when we get to verse 10, we kind of tell that God had a tone. So I'm going to take that tone. 
And you know what? We want answers, but we want the answers always to be a little soft, a little, little soft. No, no. Sometimes God has come with a rough voice to bring us to where we need to go. So God said through the prophet, I, nobody else, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Krishna, I brought you up out of Egypt. I brought you out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all who oppressed you. What God was saying, you need to get your, your mind back on me. I'm the one. I'm the only one who ever cared about you, that ever invested and took time to, to reach to save you, and, and then you're going to follow after. I am God, and I am alone. You're saying, guys, you're not in this crisis because I am weak. I have a history. Remember the Egyptians. The only reason you're in this crisis is because you are wondering. Did anybody hear what I said? 50% of the mess we're in is not because the devil's so big and bad. 50% of the mess we often find ourselves in happened because we just wouldn't listen. And if we would have listened and not gone down that road, pay attention. Not got into that person's bed. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Not dated that person. Everything on the inside said wrong man, but he had biceps. But you felt lonely. If you tell the truth, you ended up in the mess you were in, not because the devil is big, but because you are stubborn and your ears are hard. Yeah. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizurite, while his son Gideon threshed the wheat in the wine press. Can anybody say something's wrong with this picture? Yeah. Wheat is supposed to be threshed in the open field because the object, the thresh of wheat, what you do is uh, after the, the oxidum, you know, crush it and everything, you throw it up in the air and the wind blows the chaff away and the good stuff falls to the ground. So that only happens where there's a breeze. How many of you know that a hole in the ground, you don't get any wind? Yeah. Gideon is not out in the field where he should be, but he's hiding in a hole in the ground. Why was Gideon in a hole in the ground? Glad you asked. The next verse is going to tell us. In order to hide. Gideon, like many of us in this room, we're hiding. In order to hide from the Midianites, Les Brown says this. He says, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are so busy living our fears. Mm -hmm. Many of you right now are living your fears. Gideon was living his fears until this encounter with God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor, literally mighty warrior. I'm sure Gideon gets hiding in a hole, scared as everybody else. I'm sure Gideon was thinking, 
who is this guy talking to? Can't be talking to me. You see, Gideon judged himself based on the hole he was in. God judged Gideon based on the hole he gave him power to get out. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Many of you are assessing yourself based on your circumstance. But God sees you based on the circumstance he gave you power to overcome and get over and put behind. And Gideon said to him, Gideon was honest, transparent. He was real. I like men like this. He said, oh, my Lord, if God is with us, why has all this happened to us? God, I mean, if you're really for me, why is my life in the mess that it's in? And then he continued. He said, and, and where are all these miracles which our fathers told us about? Saying, did the Lord not bring us out of Egypt? He said, you know what? God, I, I, I heard all the stories and I, I know all the, the Bible preaching with the Sunday school as a child. But you know what? I don't, I don't want a back then God. I need a right now God. And Gideon was getting real and honest with the father. And then he continues and God doesn't stop him. He said, but now... The Lord has forsaken us and has delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Gideon here is making the classic rookie mistake. And I'm telling you this so you don't make the same mistake. Gideon accused God of abandoning his people. Today you can look at the nation and feel like God has abandoned his people. God will never abandon his people. It's his people who abandon him. How often are we mad at God when we should really be mad at ourselves? God told us, God, but, but, oh, God, why? How God said, no, 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 didn't I tell you? Then the Lord turned to him. He said something. Quite amazing. He said, I'm hearing your attitude, and I like it. Even though right now it's with me, I like it. And you, you could have the wrong information, but have the right attitude, and God be blessed by it. Then the Lord turned and said, I need somebody real like Gideon. I need somebody real to do this work I have. Finally, I met somebody going to tell me what they think. Now, I'm going to correct it now. But, 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 but I appreciate the attitude. And God looked at him and said, Go in this might of yours. The NIV says, go in the strength you have. Here's what I want to get to today. The only reason God gave you this life is because he gave you, he made you strong enough to live it. Let me say it again. The only reason God gave you baby's kids. The only reason you're dealing with the circumstance you're dealing with in life is because God already gave you the strength to do what you need to do in your situation. It couldn't happen if a good God didn't give you what it took 
to either go around it, go under it, go over it, or go through it. Let me just say that one more time. The only reason I recognize your problems, you might be taller than you want to be, shorter than you want to be, fatter or thinner. You, you might have all these different issues in different areas of it, but here's the deal. The only reason God gave you the life you have is because he made you strong enough to live it. So start living it. Start doing it. It wouldn't be here if you didn't have the stuff. And God is saying, climb out of your wine press. Climb out of all that whining and crying and nang, nang, nang. If you couldn't get through it, God wouldn't have brought you to it. And watch this. I, I could appreciate if God said, I will do this. But that's not what he said. Meaning we have a part to play. He said, Gideon, and you. Gideon's like, who? You shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Here's something I learned. After you look up to God in prayer, look down in your heart. Because that's where he usually places the answer. Y'all missed that. He's already given you the answer for that crazy child. He gave you the answer for that crazy boss. He's already given you the answer for that financial crisis you're in. But, but no, no, what we're saying, the Lord rain down money from heaven. You read the Bible wrong. Moses did not say that God gave people wealth. That's not what the Bible said. It said God has given you power to obtain wealth, meaning he gave you the ability, and unless you use it, unless you apply it, activate it. The Bible said this too. It said whatever you put your hand to, See, your last church told you whatever you pray about, and y'all just praying. But God told Josh, wherever you're big and bad enough to put your foot down, I'll give you the land. Joshua didn't just pray now. Joshua was a praying man, but after he prayed, he got up and he did something. He said, whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. So you got to put your hand to something. You got to do, there's a part you got to play. So you're going to have to open your mouth. You might have to fill out the job application. You might have to go through the seven interviews. But if you would do your part, whatever you put your hand to, wherever you put your foot down, wherever you step, God can give it to you. And he said, have I not sent you? Meaning, listen. I'm God, and if I saw fit to send you into this situation, me being me, God, don't you think you must have what it takes to get done what I need done? Get in, I got your back. 
Get in, you can do this. You don't have to live the rest of your life in a hole. You can come out if you want to. So, so he's still honest. He's being a real guy. He's saying, oh, Lord, how? Listen now. How can I save Israel? Lord, I looked in the mirror this morning. I wasn't really super impressed. Here's, here's something you got to know. Gideon's problem is your problem. Every now and then, my problem. That make you feel better. His problem was not a lack of ability. It was a lack of confidence. Either clap or don't. John said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we will have that which we ask. He said, this is the confidence. How many of you woke up this morning prepared to face the day with confidence? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. He said, indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manassas. And I'm the least in my daddy's house. They didn't treat me right when I grew up, and, and I was just a runt of the litter and all, everything we say. You see, the problem was not how the Midianites saw Gideon. It was how Gideon saw himself. The day you realize what you see of yourself, you will make of yourself. You will move the lid off your life. I'm going to preach myself happy in a minute. Yes, it will. Verse 16. And the Lord said to him, the Lord wasn't, you know, frustrated by Gideon being real. And, and you can ask God questions and he'll answer you. And what God was doing was building the confidence of his man. He said, surely, that's almost an oath and a swear. I will be with you. That's all that matters. If God is with you, that's more than enough. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.